Welcome back. In this week's episode, we discuss Lizzo playing James Madison's flute, Italy's new conservative prime minister, and the murder of Republican teenager Kaylor Ellingson. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. So, we're back. We're back, guys. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. <laughs> no, I'm having a good time. But on the bright side, it's a lot of things have happened recently, so that gives us a lot of time to go over some big events. Uh, of course, Joe Biden has been making gaps all the time, and we can't forget about that. But we're not really here to talk about Joe Biden's gaps today. I think that speaks for itself. We, you don't, we don't really need any help with that. Uh, of course, there was Hurricane Ian, which we decided to not oh, talk about today. But it? What? It speaks for itself. Get it? Ah, uh, boo! Get out of here! Get 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 lost! Get out of here! That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. And of course, you have Hurricane Ian that rocked Florida. That was kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, Ian. He could go to hell. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, of course, there's going to be someone who's like, no, no. Ian identifies with the they them pronouns. You shouldn't call Hurricane Ian a he. Okay. Like, seriously? No, no, uh. Uh, yeah. And of course, it is the Jewish high holidays this month, which means that uh, nothing, it doesn't mean anything, because uh, we don't have Jewish writers. We are the Jewish writers. So we don't, we don't get off. <laughs> Jewish so, jokes. Uh, Jewish jokes. Uh, unbelievable. All right, so that's that. Uh, before we continue, I want to let you know that in order to continue doing this podcast, we need your help, dear listener. We need you to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and share this video with all your friends. In addition, you can hit the notification bell to be notified of our latest uploads. On top of all that, if for whatever reason you don't like YouTube, you want to use a different platform, we have our podcast available on all your favorite podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple, Google, and anything of the like. If you can listen to podcasts there, you can listen to us there. Anyways, we put a lot of work into this episode, so I hope you enjoy. Anyways, let's get down to the first topic of business, which I think is going to be Lizzo twerking with James Madison's flute. Yeah, it's, you know, I think that title kind of explains itself. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, first of all, let's let's go over the facts here and then we can kind of talk about, you know, everything surrounding it. Uh, this is from Variety. So Lizzo made history this week during the Washington, D.C. stop of her The Special Tour when she performed with a 200-year-old flute once owned by founding father and U.S. President James Madison. The flute was gifted to Madison in 1813, and it has been maintained by the Library of Congress. Uh, and this is, I'm going to quote, so this is not my language. Uh, Bitch, I just twerked and played James Madison's crystal flute from the 1800s, Liz Lizzo told concert goers. We just made history tonight. Lizzo is a classically trained flautist and only blew a few notes out of Madison's crystal flute, which she was invited to play by a librarian of Congress, Carla Hayden, and yet Republicans are up in arms over the brief performance. Several GOP members took to social media after videos of Lizzo playing the flute went viral to accuse her of desecrating American history just for the sake of it, as right-wing pundit Matt Walsh alleged on Twitter. It sends a message that our heritage and history are meaningless and that nothing we love or care about has any value, Walsh added. And this is, I think, the most important thing. 
The Daily Wire editor Ben Shapiro wrote that this Lizzo flute controversy is a perfect example of what I have termed the face tattoo phenomenon. The phenomenon whereby someone does something deliberately controversial in an attempt to draw attention and then acts offended when you notice. Uh, so, yeah, I would, I would say that. Yep, that, that sounds about right. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is kind of what I feel about it. I, I don't hate Lizzo for the sake of hating Lizzo. Like, I think she's not a great artist. Um, she has that one song yeah, that's on TikTok all the time. <laughs> you know the Mean Girls uh, quote? It's like, oh, I don't... I hate you because you're fat. You. You're fat because I hate you. <laughs> That's why Lizzo's fat because I hate Lizzo. No, in all seriousness, though, I think that it's very easy to hate on Lizzo for doing this, but it's you, we need to remember what the problem here is. It's not because Lizzo is Lizzo. It's not because Lizzo generally writes about stupid things and her music is terrible. That's not why. Because, well, number one, one of her songs is trending on TikTok, you know, so she can't be that bad, right? I think she actually has a pretty decent voice. Uh, but more importantly, that's not even the issue. Even if her music was total trash, degenerate nonsense, right? The reality is, is that that's a lot of music nowadays. But, you know, every generation has their music. And, and uh, it would have been okay for her to play the flute. But the problem is she did it. You saw the outfit that she was wearing, right? It was, like, very revealing. It wasn't very modest. And she was twerking while she was playing the flute. Yeah, she, it wasn't... I don't. I think the way she went about it wasn't appropriate for what the flute represents or, you know, the history behind it and just something very, you know, such value and such, you know, history. You know, you would think you would treat something you know, with a lot of history, with more respect. Yeah, that, that's, that's like, I think the theme of this episode is going to be the sacred, right? It, it, if you treat the United States and its kind of way of life as a culture, as a religion, right? Because everything is a religion, ultimately, right? Then one of the artifacts of our culture is this flute, right? I didn't know we had such a flute. I didn't, I wasn't aware of it, but the fact that I became aware of it this way makes me very sad. I wish I could have been aware of it, you know, by her playing it while she was wearing a nice gown and she wasn't twerking and she kind of took it seriously, but she or didn't she do that. Wearing like a historical, like attire kind of that represents. Yeah, if she took it more seriously. Yeah, if she took, yeah, if she took it more seriously, if she's not like singing the same songs that we hear on the radio and she just like comes out and she plays it. Like, like I could see like maybe at like a historic, like an event of some kind, like maybe Joe Biden is holding some kind of event in honor of some holiday. And, you know, they invite Lizzo to play the flute. Right. And then Lizzo comes out, she's dressed nicely. She's not twerking because she's in front of members of Congress and the president or whatever. And she comes out and she plays, you know, the flute nicely. Right. And without twerking. Right. I think that would have been acceptable. I think a lot of people would have been like, okay, maybe Joe Biden's president, but this is respectful, right? But this is not how you treat the flute. This is not like, it would be like, imagine if someone, uh, I don't know, the the rabbi came or, or like, instead of having the rabbi blow shofar in Rosh Hashanah, they hired the rabbi's daughter to blow shofar while she was twerking in front of the congregation. Like, that's kind of like what it would be like, honestly. Wow. <laughs> that's cute. Crazy. 
<laughs> am I wrong though? That's am I am, am I wrong? I mean, even if you were wrong, I can't say it because you're you're never wrong, uh, Luke. No, that's true. That's rule, true rule number but, one. Uh, rule, what is rule number one? I'm always right. No, no, no. But but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, 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 even if technically she played the flute and she technically did a good job, there's a certain respect you need to have for such a piece of history, and she didn't do it because I don't think Lizzo is capable of respect. I don't think Lizzo why, respects why did herself. Why did give it to her? Like what? Like what? Like because, she was the first person to play it. Like, you know, besides him, no. No, I don't. Is that the case? I don't know. I'm sure other people have done it. Maybe it's some type of like honor to be like offered to play this flute, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe she was the first person to play it in a while. I have no idea. I mean, it right? Says but in the either article. way, I don't, no. She said she made history, but I don't know what that means because they always say they make history, even when they actually didn't make history. Even when they, you know, even when there were other black people, like they always say, like, for example, oh, this is going to be the first black superhero. And then they forget that there was a black superhero before that. And there was a gay superhero before that. And this, like, they don't, they don't actually know what they're doing when they say that, or they say it on purpose because they want to be like, like that. But the point of the, the point of the matter is, is not whether she was the first or not the first. Maybe if she was the first, it would have been even worse. But that's not really the issue here, is it? No, I, I was. I just think like I agree with you. It's just the way she went about it. You know, it's not about what you do. I mean, it's about how you do things, not about like what you're doing. Right, and I think the reason they gave it to Lizzo, I think the reason they picked Lizzo, is because I don't think Lizzo respects herself that much, right? I think Lizzo is like I'm going to say this as meanly as possible and as in in, in a disrespectful way as possible. And that is that Lizzo is a fat piece of garbage and uh, she doesn't respect herself. She doesn't respect those around. Like, listen, I say this as a fat person myself, right? I'm not exactly uh, Mr. Skinny over here, but uh, I, I recognize that I'm fat and I don't think it's good, right? Lizzo is like the fat acceptance movement. She wants everyone to worship her because of the size of her body, right? And uh, she doesn't like... Adele. Adele was also a big woman, right? But Adele car carried herself with grace, and then she lost a lot of weight, right? That's what, like, we're not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think, like, she if you ever, if there's ever, what? She got backlash for that, for losing weight. Yeah, she got backlash, but the, but the point is, is, is not, it's not about her public, it's, it's about how Lizzo has no value beyond whatever she thinks is going to make her money or get her more clout. I don't think she's a very principled person, which is why you see she has no control over what she eats. You see that she has no problem twerking with an important piece of American history because she doesn't care about American history. She was born however many, maybe 30 years ago she was born. As far as she's concerned, history started 30 years ago when she was born. She has no respect for our culture. She has no respect for anything. She has no respect for herself. And that's why I think they did it because they wanted to they wanted to humiliate our culture. So they took this priceless artifact that we have from James Madison, the, one of the fathers. Well, I think it was more. Of I think it was more like, oh, it's like look how far we've come, kind of. That's what they wanted to like represent, or what they think how far we've come. Right, but it's not right. But you could, I could listen. Listen, if this was an honest attempt at saying, look how far we've come, that we have a black woman playing James Madison's flute. 
which by the way is not the own that they think it is i mean he wrote the constitution so it's not the own that he think that they think it is i think because he was like um, a slave owner or something but they okay all but he set up he set up the system that allowed the slaves to be free it's much more complicated than whether you know oh we have this history or not the the question is you know what are we doing now whatever but let's say they wanted to do this. There's a way to do it in such a way that this person can be a, 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 a civilized, respectful person. There were plenty of black artists, black female artists, by the way, who could have done this, who have more respect for themselves. But Lizzo is not that person. Lizzo's the type of person who will disrespect it for, for clout. And then they wonder why Republicans get all up in arms. Because, like Ben said, it's the face tattoo phenomenon. I'm supposed to sit there and look at Lizzo twerking with James Madison's flute, and then she's allowed to get offended when I notice that she was just twerking with James Madison's flute. No, 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 no. We're going to get offended by this. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. In any case, uh, let's talk about our next topic, because I'm done talking about an an undignified woman, and I want to now talk about someone a little bit more dignified. Um, let's talk Who about this from the Daily Wire. What? Who might that be? Ah, so we have a new prime minister in Italy. Her name is Georgia Maloney, and this is from the Daily Wire. Conservative Georgia Maloney claims victory as Italy's first female prime minister. Georgia Maloney claimed victory early Monday morning and is projected to win a battle to become Italy's first female prime minister, leading her conservative party, Brothers of Italy, in the country's national elections. Her party indicated Maloney's center-right coalition had received 44% of the vote with nearly all ballots counted on Monday, far ahead of the nation's center-left coalition that received just 26%. So we're, so as, as the people who cover Israel politics from time to time, we're actually quite familiar with Israel's political system. This is all very familiar to those who are familiar with Israel's political system, the coalition type of government, because the, the leader of the country is decided by the, by the coalitions. If we are called to govern this nation, we will do it for everyone, we will do it for all Italians, and we will do it with the aim of uniting the people, Maloney said in a victory speech, according to the Associated Press. Italy chose us. We will not betray it as we, as we never have. The report noted that v- voter turnout was at a historic low of just 64%, perhaps influenced by backroom deals involving past governments. Uh, Maloney, 45, ran on a platform that included a rock-solid NATO stand including support for Ukraine against Russia's invasion. She has also been a vocal opponent of the European Union's recommendation to spend 7.5 billion euros uh, to Hungary over alleged democratic concerns in the nation. Uh, Let me see here. Is there anything else? What's your opinion on this whole thing? Well, I think, well, if you actually see what uh, Georgia Maloney has said regarding you know family and abortion and and basically she's a social conservative with some kind of globalist leanings but you know more or less she's a pretty standard conservative what what makes it interesting is seeing like historically progressive europe you remember when you remember when we were kids and everyone was, and, and everyone would tell us if you were a republican say well the europeans are much more forward thinking than you americans Americans are still backwards. They have a Second Amendment, but Europeans have universal health care and they have this. And the Europeans are much better than Americans. And we see that the Europeans are going, they're going more right. Yeah. 
I hear that. Like for but example, yeah, no, we I saw Sweden. We, yeah, we saw Sweden going back uh, more conservative. Uh, I don't know if we spoke about it, but there was a big story about how Sweden's elections were more uh, were were ran very conservative. And how uh, France is now having some "quote unquote" far right candidates, including a Jewish Nazi, which makes about as much sense as you think it is. Um, <laughs> but the point, is, but the point is, is that uh, Europe is not this kind of left wing utopia. Yeah, and I think it's very important for us to see that there's there is a way to go forward as conservatives. We can present a conservative vision that's more than just, you know, low taxes, low taxes. We need low taxes and less government involvement and more open borders. We, we don't need that. We can have a conservative vision of the world, which is about tradition or family. Have you ever seen any of Georgia Maloney's uh, speeches? No, I have not. So, Well, basically, if you see her speak, you'll see she talks about uh, things like family and tradition and, you know, and Michael Knowles like was culture. talking about the texture. Yeah, culture. It's very cultural. She wants to preserve Italy, right? That's why, like, that's why I don't think she's, like, more ideologically conservative in the sense that, you know, she wants to lower taxes. That's not the issue. I mean, I'm sure she does, but that's not really what her MO is. What her MO is, as Michael Knowles said, I don't want anyone, you know, with pie in the sky. I mean, I want someone to protect my bowl of spaghetti. Like, there's a culture that's here. <laughs> no, but seriously, there's a culture that's here where you live, and that culture uh, belongs. It's while while it doesn't sacred. belong to any what it's sacred exactly. It belongs. It doesn't belong to any one person. You can't. The party cannot just come tomorrow and say hmm, we're going to change this because we want higher taxes or we want uh, more uh, diversity. Like that, it doesn't work that way. You have to. Um, you have to. There's something to preserve. You 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 exist. So, as, this is a Carl Benjamin who always says this. You don't exist just in the now. You are part of a continuum in history. There's the people that brought you here, and there's the people that you owe it to to pass the tradition on to in the future. Right? That, that's kind of how conservative politics becomes four-dimensional, because it's not just the X, Y, and Z axis. It's also the time axis. It's the people in the past, and it's the people in the future. And you are right here, and you owe it to others to pass their culture on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Right, and, and that's the vision of Italy Georgia Maloney is presenting here, which I think is a very good vision because, well, Rome and Italy, broadly speaking, they are the inheritors of great cultures. And it would be such a shame to lose it to immigration and to things like that. I mean, of have, course you have they? Like, has it been... Um... Like, has it been, uh, what's it called? Um, like, can you actually see it in their culture that it's been changing? Like, what's been changing? I mean, I haven't really been following politics. Immigration? Immigration, left-wing, uh, what's the thing? Left-wing cultural vandal vandalism, if that makes any sense. Okay. Basically, this is the problem that the left has, right, where they're, they're not capable of having a politics that's more regional. They're very workers of the world unite. And, you know, it's, it's good that they have a philosophy, I suppose, but it's also good 
when politics is simply about preserving what's there. It's not about, you know, who has the smartest idea. It's about preserving what people know and preserving what people love. People love their families. It doesn't matter. Like when you have a family, right, you love your family. You're not always trying to figure out how to make a better family, right? You're not trying to maximize the type of family you have, right? Sometimes you have a favorite pizza shop. It may not be other people's favorite pizza shop, but it's your favorite pizza shop and you want it to be there. You want it to survive. You want, um, you know, the thing, the things that the way that you like them and the way they were passed to you. I understand. You're traditional conservative. <laughs> right. But nowadays conservative means, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shill for big corporations. Oh, it's okay that the black rock and Blackstone are buying up residential properties. Cause that's, the will of the market, right? I think we've had this discussion before with a friend of ours. We had a discussion with a, with a friend of ours. We did. Yeah, we did. I, I, think, uh, I think there's better ways to politic than just, than just letting the corporations do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. All right. So good luck, Georgia Maloney, is our first uh, female prime minister in Italy who totally owned the libs. Remember when the libs always yeah. told us they wanted a... Uh, women everywhere just not this type of woman <laughs> it's it's good when the woman is uh liberal but when it's conservative then it's not right because again it's not really about women because you can be cultural you can be your skin tone can be black but if you don't vote left you're not actually black politically right and yeah. you can be a woman well yeah because that's how, that's how they view it because that's how you have black people running in the Republican Party or being conservative and they don't consider it a victory when some black guy who's a conservative wins uh some sort of office like that Clarence Thomas he's a black guy right but no one cares that he's black they're always trying to like talk like trying to get him removed they they say horrible things about him and his family it's not about being black it's about being politically black and it's about politically being a woman. And Georgia Maloney is not politically a woman because she doesn't vote for the right things that women, TM, are supposed to vote for. Right? Yeah. Be- because she doesn't want unfettered, yeah, uncontrolled access to abortion. She's not actually a woman, um, at least according to the left. Anyway, so we're going to go on to our third topic, but, but not before we wish Georgia Maloney the best of luck and Italy the best of luck. In this new, uh, you say good luck in, in Italian. Oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, sus- okay, so this is gonna be the third topic of today, and then we're gonna hit the road. Uh, suspect who fatally struck Republican extremist teen charged with murder. The man accused of fatally hitting a teenager with an SUV over their political differences was charged with murdering the 18-year-old on Friday. Shannon Brandt admitted to hitting Kaylor Ellingson with his car early in the morning of September 18th in McHenry, North Dakota, after the pair had a political argument. Ellingson allegedly went to call his mom after the argument, but Brandt said he thought the teenager was calling for people to come get him. Brandt initially fled the scene, but called 911 afterwards, saying he hit Ellingson because he thought the teen was part of a Republican extremist group. Police reported that Brandt was intoxicated at the time of the incident. Brent was initially charged with vehicular homicide and leaving the scene of the fatal accident. The vehicular homicide charge has been dropped due to the new charge of murder. Foster County State's, Foster County State's Attorney Kara Brinster announced on Friday. Does it go? 
He posted 50,000 bail and was released with no curfew or house arrest, but he is not allowed to consume alcohol, cannot leave North Dakota, can't come in close contact with the Ellingson family, cannot possess a firearm, and has to be part of a 24-7 sobriety program court documents showed. Wow. 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 Didn't I? Okay. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Can you imagine if this was on the other side? Can you imagine if a Republican middle-aged man ran over a Democrat teenager? Uh, yeah, it would be all over the news. Yeah, but here, this guy posted $50,000 bail. Which doesn't sound, which sounds like a lot of money to you and me, because fifty thousand is like what half a hundred thousand, which for some people is a year's worth of income, right? What you say? But remember, this guy killed someone on purpose. Yeah. He yeah, like, I know. like it wasn't like driving in the middle of the night. And the teenager was on the highway and he was going too fast, and they jumped. Like this guy ran over this kid for being a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. It kind of reminds me of that time. What was it like during the whole like Trump campaign and Biden? Like there was a guy who was just like shot, you know, with a shotgun for wearing a Trump hat. Like oh, oh in like what in like in in, in what in, was it in uh, Seattle or in Oregon? Some guy came like up that, and like it, yeah, was, it, was, it wasn't on the news and or anything. Yeah, because. Let's face it, the Civil War has already begun. It's not being fought with actual soldiers on the ground, but there are people killing other people because of their support of ABC president or XYZ president or whatever. Yeah, so... It was but just I'd like, like to bring this back... What? Yeah, no, no, what were you saying? I would like to bring this back to January 6th, though, because to compare January... Let's compare January 6th to this for a second, right? You have these Republicans who go to the house of to congress right they go and they they want to go to congress and you know maybe they're rowdy and maybe they broke a couple things but they didn't no one died except for uh what was their name the republican person who was shot by the police yeah okay right so she died she was shot by police but no republican but no police officer actually died from violence from the protesters and we saw this because they actually got the autopsy back of that uh, from that police officer. And I think he had like a, a heart attack or something or stroke of some kind, which is unfortunate, but he wasn't killed by Republican violence. And uh, basically, you know, these people who, who went into the Capitol building, they're now sitting in solitary confinement because they, they went, they walked into the wrong space. Meanwhile, you have this guy who murdered a person for having a political disagreement, which is what you're allowed in, in the United States. You're allowed to have a political disagreement with someone. And he gets $50,000 bail. And he has to do a sobriety program. Because the issue was that he was drunk. That's the issue. Do you want to know what I do when I'm drunk? You know what I do when I get drunk? Sleep. I murder my political rivals. <laughs> I, murder, I murder the people I disagree with politically. That's what I do when I have a, when I, when I have a drink or two. There should be bodies everywhere. Of course, no, that that's the point. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I actually every time I drank too much, I would kill someone? Who who oh does God. that? Who who the hell does that? 
It kind of reminds me, you know that video with like llama with hats? Oh yeah, oh that was great. Like, oh, so it'd be like hats. Luke, that kills people. <laughs> that kills people. Well, Luke, what's that dead guy doing in the house? Well, I was sitting in my apartment. <laughs> yes, and I drank too much. Yes, and then this guy walked in. Yes, so I stabbed him thirty-seven times. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Right. So th- th- this is this is the difference between Republicans and Democrats. And obviously not all Democrats. If you're a Democrat and you're listening to this, you're probably a very smart person. So thank you for listening. But I'm talking about the, the leadership, right? The leadership of the Democrat thinks some building is sacred, right? They think some building should be off limits to anyone, even though we pay for the building, even though it's funded by our tax dollars. Somehow we should not have to pay for, like, we should not be allowed to go in. Okay. Fine, whatever. There's rules, but the 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 January sixth guys are sitting in uh, solitary confinement right now. But uh, you're telling me that this guy is getting off fifty thousand dollar bail, and he's being charged with murder. Okay, why isn't he being charged with terrorism? Well, I guess this one is, is more. What the the guy who drank is terrorism? Yeah, the, Shannon Brent. Yeah, he should be charged with terrorism. He's committing political violence to achieve political ends. I don't know because one is viewed more as treason and one is not. But it's not treason, treason. is is very high. No, but it's not actual treason. No, no, no. So treason. No, no, no. You're thinking of something else. You're thinking of uh, insurrection. And you want to know how we know it's not insurrection? No. Because insurrection is a legal term that has a legal definition and a legal punishment, and if they're not being charged with insurrection, that means they didn't do insurrection. Uh-huh. What this guy did, they're being charged with trespassing, but they're being put in solitary confinement. These grandmothers are being in solitary confinement for, you know, the horn guy. The horn guy, okay, he was a little bit rowdy. He, he maybe wore a nice set of horns. Maybe Joe Biden was jealous of those horns. Perhaps uh, Joe Biden wishes he could have some horns like that. But uh, they trespassed. They didn't do anything, oh my God, so terrible. They didn't even go in and say, oh, we're the new government now, which is not how that works anymore, but whatever. Uh, government is by consent of the governed. And if like, let's say they did do that, let's say, oh, let's say like 3,000 Trump supporters came and took over the Capitol building and they said, oh, we're the government now. You know what they would do? They would just move the government temporarily somewhere else until the Republicans got tired and then they would go back and maybe charge them with like, it's not, not about the physical place anymore, especially now that nothing exists in a physical place anymore, thanks to the internet. They don't even yeah, the government doesn't even need to meet in a building. They could do everything over Zoom. True, true. I think it's more just like what the building represents. Right, but you want to know what Kaylor Ellingson represented? What? He represented human life. Yeah, so so this is what the Democrats think of us. They think of us as like, oh, if the Democrat, if the Republicans kill someone, it's very important to get this guy. But if the Democrats kill someone, it's $50,000 bail. I think Keller Ellingson's worth more than $50,000 bail. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, this is uh, this is part of the problem with the United States. Um, we literally do have a two, we have a one party system where the other party is just opposition that they can't murder yet. In any case, I think that's it for today.
All right, and that's our show. Thank you for watching. Make sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find us on YouTube, Rumble, uh, and Instagram at the right side of the compass. If you want to contact us, pl uh, feel free to leave a comment uh, on YouTube or DM us uh, on Instagram.